You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Hello, welcome everybody to The Uncommon Podcast, where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. I'm Ryan Garvey. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, have a fun one for you today. Uh, Ryan and I are going to talk about friendship. Friends. Radical relationships. So I want to go through our pillars again. I feel like it's just important. And here's what we would say to dissect just a, a, even like a friend, but even like what does it mean to be an uncommon person? Here is a way that you can start even asking your friends if you want to start going down this path. But radical relationships is kind of the first pillar, if you mm-hmm. will. Tell me about your marriage, your parenting, your friendships, your mentors, that kind of stuff. Then you have like worthwhile work. What are you doing with your vocation? And are you using your passions? Are you pursuing them in a way that vocationally you're getting paid or not paid? But what are you doing talking through that? Third thing is holistic health. Not only physical health, which is important, but mental health is also hugely important. Also coming out of COVID, I just feel like there's been exposed some issues there with mental health. Uh, and it's showing how important that is. Stellar stewardship. Ooh, what is that? Stellar. So yeah, we're talking about not just money, but the way we use our our time, our talents, and our resources. And we definitely focus on that with an eternal perspective, and just how we're honoring God with everything He's blessed us with, and just making the most of it for His kingdom. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, even generosity. Talking about that. So yeah. that's kind of my fun one. I like. Yeah. To- just highlight in there. And each one of them kind of have sub pillars, if you will, yeah. or strength. Building blocks. Building blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, the next one is Dare to Dream. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fun one because we, we want this movement and the people involved, we want to have fun. Like we, yeah. especially as men, we get wrapped up in a lot of worthwhile things, our, our jobs and our family, but we oftentimes do a really bad job of just having fun and taking time to step back from the everyday routine, the monotony of life and, and getting back to our dreams, you know, that childlike sense of wonder that you had and anything was possible. And so we want to, yeah, bring that type of wonder into our families. We want to dream with our, our wives and our kids. We want to go on an adventure on adventures. And mm-hmm. I think a big thing is like prioritizing experiences over stuff. Right. And being intentional with what you're doing Yep. and then being held accountable to that dream and vision. And having people around you to ask the harder questions. How are you doing? Hey, you're off track. Let's talk through that. How can we do that? So that one's that one. The last one is fervent faith, which is like the bind, the glue that holds it all together. That's right. Yeah. Our our faith in Christ is what influences uh, who we are as people and the things we pursue. And so all the other pillars really flow out of this one. Um, We want to honor God with the message that we put out and encourage people to to walk with the lord um every day right okay so those are our pillars uh let's jump into being a radical relationships just being a good friend so let's just talk about in your opinion 
what a friend is. Yeah. So yeah, as I was, as I was preparing to talk about this, a verse that stuck out was Proverbs seventeen seventeen. It says, "A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity." So very mm. powerful. So. Yeah, friend loves you at all times. Uh, the defining characteristic of friendship being love. And I love the at all times, not just when it's easy or comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so when you're going through trials uh, or when they're going through trials or even when you're quote unquote unlovable, a friend loves you at all times. <laughs> right. We all have our moments when we're unlovable. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then for me, what I look for in a friend is authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like I know, we all know that it is not easy. And there's times we have good days, there's times you have bad days. Uh, but the things that I think drive me the most bonkers is when somebody's like, hey, I'm doing really well. You have a deep conversation with them. And the next day you find out something like they changed their job. And they had, <laughs> they'd never told you anything about that in the conversation they had. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Maybe I'm not part of the inner circle of your life. But I hope somebody is. Mm-hmm. And in that, I have a lot of other people that I have very deep relationships with that are going to say like, hey, my wife and I are in a bad place right mm-hmm. now. Like that authenticity for being vulnerable about what's really going on in their life, that's what I look for in a, in a friend. Yep. Um, and also the somebody who's just cares about me, right? Like no one cares about what you know until they know that you care mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and so for me to look for that person that truly cares wants the best for me. And then I think the third one and probably the one that I don't know is controversial, but I don't know if everybody has this value is that they're going to be honest with me. Yeah. And so if, if I have, this is a dumb analogy, but I talk about it all the time. If we're in high, if we're in middle school or high school and I have a huge booger hanging my nose and I'm like, listen, I'm going to go talk to Aaron. All right. She's <laughs> the, the, the cutest girl in the room. And, and you see that I have a booger hanging out my nose and you don't tell me that I have a booger hanging out my nose are we really friends? You know, it's awkward for you to be like, Hey man, you got a booger hanging out your nose. Like, but it's way better that you say it versus when I go to see Aaron and she's like, dude, you got a booger, you know, like Get away from, me. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and that stupid little story is like, and someday we're going to go meet Jesus. We are going to go see our savior. And I want to try to be as above reproach here on earth as possible. And I'm telling you right now, I'm a sinner. And sometimes I just need to be told, hey, man, you're going the wrong direction. You have a booger hanging out your nose. You know, like this is the person that you really want to try to impress. So let's try to figure out in the world. So feedback for me and like saying hard things and being honest. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing for me that I look for in a friend. What about you? Yeah, that actually speaks to another verse that stuck out to me is Proverbs is a great place to learn about friendship, people. It really Read is. It. <laughs> the wisdom Read. out of Proverbs. Yeah. One chapter a day and you finish the, the whole month. book in the month. But yeah, uh, chapter 27, verse 5. This is kind of what Philip's talking about. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can uh, be trusted, but an, en- an enemy multiplies kisses. So yeah, we want friends in our lives who will call us on our our BS. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh you know, aren't afraid to speak hard truths to us and they're not afraid of offending because they know that we know they're coming from a good place. But yeah, you don't want to, don't surround yourself with, with yes men or right. tushy kissers. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about this. One, I will say, uh, you know, it's, I have a lot of acquaintances, right? But like, who are like my inner circle yeah. friends? And uh, 
there is one that I, I call him my best friend, okay? And like this is not something I throw around very lightly. Uh, he knows that as well. It's Eric Baker, okay? Shout out. Shout out to Eric <laughs> Baker. And there is one person in my life that texts me every Monday, asks me how he can pray for me. It's Eric Baker. That's awesome. And like without fail. Uh, so just just the servant-like heart of Eric. He cares. He prays. Uh, and then also is like he knows that there's just I have a lot of acquaintances. Uh, and so that to me is something like I really value. You yeah. Know? There's huge intentionality there. Huge. And just to be consistent over time. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I can learn a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, yeah. We're, What's this podcast going to be about, Ryan Garvey? <laughs> so, what we've kind of been doing is just ping-ponging questions back and forth to each other, which has been really fun and just surprising. And But Ryan's sick of it. <laughs> not at all. But, <laughs> no, just uh, God had really put a, on my heart to share a personal story just about friendship and reconciliation and just kind of, you know, what that looks like. So... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share that, and hopefully it'll be engaging and encouraging. And then I'll let Philip pick it apart at the end. <laughs> I, I, I bet you I have questions, but I'll try to be quiet throughout the whole thing. Oh, feel free to you can interject if you want. Okay, don't give me that. Permission. <laughs> I know you will. don't give me that permission. All right. <laughs> so yeah, similar to Philip, I've I've always been someone with a few close friends, like many acquaintances and and buddies, but a few close friends. So like in high school, I can still remember my very four close friends. And then in college, I had five close friends and guys that were even at my wedding, you know, years later. And even now, I'd say I have a lot of friends, which I'm thankful for, but I have a couple close friends. And these are the type of of men that, yeah, like we've talked about, we can be very authentic and honest with each other. And so I've had friendships come and go based on the seasons of life, which I think is only natural. Totally natural. Yep. And especially as you get older and you you throw marriage and kids into the equation, like you, one thing I'm learning is you really have to fight for friendship mm-hmm. um, because it's just easy to make excuses and get busy and then drift apart from people. And I want to share a story of just a friendship that I feel, unfortunately, has been lost in my life. And I really, even to this day, don't really know why. And so I'm going to share about what I'm learning and just kind of answering that question. Like, what is my responsibility in, in reconciling this relationship? Oh, it's good. And then, yeah, at the end, Phil, I love feel it. free to I love dive it. in. So I will caveat the story by saying that I do realize and acknowledge that there are two sides to every story. So if you ask this other guy his version of the story, it would probably differ from mine in certain respects. But I'm going to do my best to uh, retell it in full honesty. So... I had a friend and even saying that like I had a friend in past tense is, is kind of weird, but um, yeah, I had a friend several years ago and we worked in ministry together several years back and we really bonded uh, as friends very quickly. Like we had the same sense of humor. We would always be sending each other YouTube videos when we should have been working, uh, similar interests. And I think just working together in ministry really bonded us because you're, you're praying together. You're sharing honestly about your lives and your struggles. And he really felt more like a brother to me. And I mean, we were even in both of, both of each other's weddings. So yeah, very strong connection. Wow. And so jump to the summer of 2020 and, the, you know, the world is in chaos. You got COVID and lockdowns and then just a lot of social, political unrest. And it really just, as I reflect, it was a time that 
didn't bring the best out in probably most people. Hmm. I think just a lot of people were reacting with fear and paranoia and, and anger and just kind of lashing out. And so during that time in the summer of 2020, my wife and I, we'd recently welcomed our first son, Eamon, into the world. So we had a lot to be joyful about, even in spite of the, the madness around us. And one day I got a text from this friend and when I saw his name pop up on my phone, I think my initial thought was, oh, he's congratulating me on my son's birth. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> but as I opened it and read it, that's not what he was texting me about. Hmm. So he actually sent me a, a really angry text regarding a Facebook video that a former pastor of my church had posted regarding a local ministry and um, some staff people that they had let go of. And those individuals actually attended my church. So I think my pastor was kind of speaking to that situation. Um, And without going into more detail than I think is necessary, like my friend was upset about the video because he and his wife are both directly affiliated with that ministry. And that's the ministry that we had worked at together. And so I I don't know, maybe he felt attacked by our pastor. Like we never really got to have that conversation Um, But at the time that I received the text message from my friend, I hadn't even seen the video yet. So I was very confused. Blindsided. Yeah, just very confused at like what was going on and and what was the source of his anger. But yeah, like I I mentioned, his texts were very angry. Like he was swearing in them. Um, I felt like he was angry at me and Mm. attacking me. And so I think just my initial reaction was confusion and then like anger back at him. Um Cause like here I thought he was, I hadn't heard from him for a while. And here I thought he was congratulating me on the birth of my son. And instead he's sending me kind of these nasty texts about something that I had no knowledge of and I had nothing to do with. And so I did text him back and I just told him, I didn't think this was the type of conversation to be had over text. Um, I hate to say I agree, but but keep going. And I acknowledged his anger and I was just like, I also don't think we should like talk about this when you're as angry as you are. Um, and, but he then called me several times and I didn't answer because I was with my family and I knew his anger wasn't going to lend itself to a productive or godly Recently he called you like right after. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Back then he called me like right after I texted him. Right. Okay. And so I appreciated that he wanted to talk, but I just knew it wasn't the right time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was still just very kind of caught off guard with his texts. So I did tell him, like, I will, I'm with my family, but I will call you back and we will talk about this. And we kind of left it at that. So this is where I kind of get into, like, my fault in it. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not proud to admit that I, like, didn't text him back for probably a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I could see that you could take ownership there. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, yeah, as I look, and I... I'm sure I felt guilty about it from time to time. And I admit that's on me. Like I was not being a good friend to him. And as I was reflecting on just allowing so much time to go by, I think the more time that went by, the more angry I kind of got towards him. Cause it seemed, I think kind of ridiculous and unfair that he was mad at me for something that another person had done. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I'm like, yes, this is my pastor, but like he doesn't speak for me. Like, why don't you just ask me about, like what I thought or how I felt about the situation instead of kind of accusing me or attacking me. And I think, so I was, I was angry and yeah, even as I talk about it, I'm kind of like getting a little emotional. Um, but I think my pride also kept me from reaching out to him. And 
I would have thoughts that, you know, sooner or later he's going to realize that, that he was in the wrong and he'll regret sending me those angry texts and he's going to call or text me back with an apology. Like, I just know it. And when that never happened, I'll just get more angry and, sure. and like self-righteous towards him. The death spiral. Exactly. Yeah. So like thoughts like I, cause I would think about texting him or calling him and then just that voice was like, well, why should I reach out? Like he was the one who was wrong. Like he owes me an apology. Yeah. And so, and then I think you compound all, all those emotions with the reality of like being a new dad and I just, I think I allowed... Lack of sleep. Yeah. Let's just be really frank. <laughs> yeah. I think I just allowed busyness and excuses to like distract me from this issue. And it wasn't on, it's not like it was on my mind all the time. Like I wasn't constantly dwelling on it. So I think I probably just kind of forgot about it. And um, I know that my pride and anger didn't do anything to like help me restore this friendship. And that's really what I truly wanted. Mm. So... Yeah, like I said, about a year after that, I did text him back. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know I did apologize for not reaching out sooner. And I shared some of my feelings and the hurt that I felt from what he had texted me originally. But I did tell him, like, I still cared about him and I wanted I wanted us to be friends. And unfortunately, like, I never heard anything back. Hmm. So that was about a year ago. And so in the time that's gone by like I am thankful like I can say that God has allowed me to heal and forgive him and, and forgive myself for my fault in it because I do believe it's always a, a two-way street mm-hmm. and so like I don't have any bitterness towards this person and anymore when I think back on it I just feel sad and right. like I just miss my friend and so I have an awesome wife uh, and she would ask me from time to time if I should reach out to him I kind of took it more as like, she wasn't asking me. She was like, you should reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my response was just kind of like, no, like I already did that. I'm just leaving it in God's hands, which was true, but I think also kind of an excuse. Sure, sure. So this is where it's, it gets kind of good. I don't know if good's the right word, but <laughs> jump to a few days ago, and this friend's birthday actually pops up on my calendar. It's not on Facebook. It, I put it in my calendar. Because he's such a friend. Yeah, it's right. something I try to do with my good friends. Um, so I must have done that years ago. And, you know, one thing I've been trying to do later lately to be a better friend is actually send my friends, like, video texts on oh. their vid- on their birthdays just to express my thanks for them and share, like, why I appreciate them as a person. And so that thought popped into my head of, like, sending this guy... A video and oh, in baby. my in my mind I'm like there's no way like I do not want to send him a video oh, baby. but you guys are familiar with the Holy Spirit and how he works like just wouldn't let me shake that idea yes <laughs> and I'll share another verse that God has really used I call this my my Jonah verse because if you're familiar with Jonah like he did not want to go to Nineveh yeah and he ran away from it yeah sure did and then God was like no nope. you're gonna go <laughs> yeah yeah still had a bad attitude after he was swallowed <laughs> up by so yeah I can relate All yeah. right. so this verse that God has used to get me a lot of to do a lot of things that I don't want to do is James 417 it says if yeah. anyone knows the good they ought to do and they don't do it it's sin yeah. for them so yeah. this idea of like the sin of omission yep of, of not doing a good thing and so when that popped in my head, I was like, okay, that's so unfair. And I'm doing a video. <laughs> so I'm going to shoot a video. And so my my family, we're driving to church, and I, I tell Victoria that it's his friend's birthday. And I'm like, I think I'm going to send him a video text. And she's like, that's good. And we prayed about it. 
And so we got home from church and I went up to our bedroom and just sat down and kind of cleared my mind and um, just recorded a, a video just wishing him a happy birthday. I said, I would, I would love to get together and catch up. And I did say like, but if I, if I don't hear back from you, just know like I still care about you and I still, Good. still wish the best for you and your family. And so I haven't heard back. Um, and I'm content with either, either outcome. Um, but that's, that's really the story that I wanted to share. And I can honestly say like, I didn't, didn't handle the situation perfectly or without sinful thoughts or feelings, but I, I do believe I've been obedient to God and how right. he's prompted me. And I've, I think I've been as good of a friend to this person as I can be in trying to like reconcile and save sure. the friendship. Right. Um, because yeah, like we said at the top of the show, like a friend loves at all times, even when it's hard and when it grates against your pride as it did with me. Right. Um, and so I'll right. continue to pray for, for this person and like he is a brother in Christ. And that's, I think another thing that the enemy tried to like blind me to, yeah. of just like forgetting that this, this friend is made in the image of God and God loves him right. perfectly. And like, I'm called right. to love him even if I don't feel like I'm getting that back. And so, right. yeah, I just pray that God will soften his heart towards me and if we reconcile in this life or not, like I know there will be one day in, in heaven where we're perfectly reconciled and right. there's no nothing bad in between us. So, man, thanks for sharing. Thanks for letting me. Uh, sorry that happened. Like, yeah. em- relationships are emotional yeah. and they're tough sometimes, right? And and I always say, in in just my life, like, hey, even if it's the hardest conversation that we need to have, we need to have it. And if we're not friends afterwards, let's have this sooner than later. Cause then I know that maybe we shouldn't have been friends in the first place. <laughs> Does that make sense? Or, or let's have, let's have these conversations. Cause I want to hear your side of things as much as, you know, I probably have some feelings as well. Um, but I, I love the saying, it was like, seek first to understand. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the part that hurts the most is like, he never tried to understand your perspective. And so the hurt that would come and then just compound on it, it's real. Right. Yeah. Uh, and for him, he has emotions and obviously feelings because even his feelings are real mm-hmm. uh, and yours are as well. And so to not have an avenue to be able to work through that and talk through that is just hurtful. Yeah. Right. And especially when he's a close friend. Um, so I'll be I'm one. I'm grateful for you to just share that, because at the end of the day, sometimes relationships will not be restored in a way that you think they will be. Mm-hmm. And yet we still have to be faithful to our savior anyway. Right. And <clears throat> so I think it's a really good story because it's not this painted, beautiful picture at the end where we're like, we're best friends, you know, yeah. um, again. And so, man, thanks for sharing that. So sorry that you had to feel through all that and like process, but I'm grateful that you do have Victoria to be able to like lead, like love on you in a way of like, Hey, keep pursuing him. Uh, good for you to shoot the video uh, and being <laughs> obedient, right? Yeah. Um, so, interesting. Yeah. And I think even to kind of land the plane on this one, I mean, there's a lot we could talk about, but even as you were just talking, like, seek first to understand, it is the first time that occurred to me, like, what the outcome could have been had a question been asked instead of a statement or an accusation yeah. been made. Right. Like, I feel like we'd still be friends. And that's right. just like the power of seeking to understand people and i get like we go through things that upset us and we see red right and 
we need a sounding board or someone right. to lash out at, but like, don't let it be your friend. And I think one thing we talk about over and over as far as like the mission of this, this movement and this message is like being authentic requires talking about some really hard things. And if like you said, Phil, you're not friends at the end, well, at least you're not like masquerading as fake friends. Right. You know, right. I'd rather have right. a friend that tells me really hard truth than right just lavishes on me right nice sounding lies right because like let's say you did connect and the first thing he says is like the fact that you didn't care enough to call me back or text me for a whole year is like unforgivable Mm. right and then you would be like you know what you're right like it is unforgivable i'm sorry please forgive me and if you can't, I understand. Does that mm. make sense? But at least having an opportunity to be like, you're right. Like, I'm siding with you. I, there is no excuse, yeah. right? Let me take ownership. I think that will, uh, or it would, it break down a wall that he would be like, well, maybe I've over polarized this in a way that maybe isn't glorifying to either one of us or God. Who knows, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I hope you have that conversation because I've seen so many people in my life continue to pursue and then eventually there is restoration here on earth and i hope that for you and i think that's what you hope as well and yeah. uh, the, like the vulnerability of sharing something that's like and there is no silver lighting like <laughs> i don't know what's gonna happen yeah. here it's awesome like yeah. super good so congrats um on talking through that and knowing that that's helped you and your path to be able to counsel somebody else like, Hey, i have a broken relationship too that i would love to restore Yet we're just not there yet, you know, mm-hmm. and being uh, obedient in that. So interesting. So next year. Gonna, <laughs> the birthday? Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> Probably send him like a singing clown. To his house <laughs> or something. You got to you gotta up the ante every yeah. year. Yeah. Or I'll yeah. pop out of his cake or something. <laughs> Which <laughs> we're going to talk. <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, like who knows what the Holy Spirit will ask you to do next year. Yeah, right. True. Like it might be like, you. hey, I'm, I'm at peace with where it's at. Yeah. Uh, and move on. Yep. I mean. Yeah, like reconciliation, just like friendship, is a two-way street. You can't force someone to reconcile to you. You can't force someone to be like, I want to be your friend. We are going to be friends again. All you can do is be obedient to what God has called you to do and then then trust him with the results, and I feel like I've done that. Right. Although I have a lot of questions for... I, I just want his side of the story because oh, then I'm like, oh, right? I like, now yeah, I know. That kind of eats at me at times. So right. Just want to know how he felt. Right. Interesting. And interesting too, like in my life, how I could say that I think I'm a, hopefully I can say this, a better friend today than I was yesterday. Or like thinking of before I even knew the Lord, like kind of the surface level relationships that I had Mm -hmm. is, is super off putting. In fact, I had a, a buddy that I was friends with in junior high and high school and then interacted with him. Uh, this is a couple years back. But I remember thinking of like how surface level even our conversations today was because mm-hmm. I just don't know if we had a relationship to be able to go that deep. I didn't even know that was attractive, right? Or I didn't even think that was what I wanted back in high school. Yeah. And now that I have it, I don't know if I have time for undeep relationships, yeah. if that is a word. Uh, so <laughs> Shallow. Yeah, shallow. There I it is. You. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. The old English major. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so... It's interesting how even my friendships have changed and deepened and how I yearn for those kind of relationships now instead of a shallow relationship. Yeah. So here's a couple things that you can do to be a good friend. One, take ownership. Like 
in relationships, there will always be times where you're like, wow, I botched that. And then mm-hmm. taking ownership of that. Uh, two is seek first to understand. Uh, and then sometimes it's just to own it <laughs> and not even to be understood. Like there's no understanding, but understand their perspective because it's real. Uh, emotions are true. Um, and also too, like, I think it's really good just to be a friend of knowing the five love languages, you know, the acts of service, um, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, and physical touch. Like it's, it's good to know those five and because each person feels love the same way that they want to receive love. Does that make sense? Or, or show receive love. love how they show. Yeah. Yep, I guess. So each person is a little bit different. Uh, just to be able to do that though, it's, it really does like lift people up and there's mm-hmm. just a lot, a lot of people who care enough to actually do that. So understanding those five love languages, I think can help you become a, even a better friend, Absolutely, not just for your wife. Um, so that's really good. And then like, I think just the art of disagreements and having hard conversations. Mm-hmm. I, d- I know there's a lot of people who run away from those and I want to be the guy who's like, Nope, uncommon. Nope. <laughs> we go, we, we go after those. Yeah. Because there's real feelings. There's a reason why those people are at those places or, I mean, even like politics. I actually really like to talk politics with people because I want to hear how they got to where they got. Mm. And if it's different than mine, at least I can understand how they got to where they're at, right? Um, And so I love talking about harder things because I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm just trying to understand how you got to where you're at. And in that, you can gain a friend. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have any kind of belief systems that they have, you can still gain a friend. Yeah. Um, and so one time somebody told me like, Hey, you always should believe the best in somebody. That's what I've always told. Right. Believe the best in whoever you're talking about, even in a disagreement. But I had a guy who like uncommon me, which I love <laughs> said it's as a Christian, there should be more than just trying to believe the best. And I was like, well, what, what is there more side with them in something? And I was like, oh man, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> Agree with them on something. And I was like, wow. And he's like, and ask your questions. So you're trying to figure out what you can side with them with. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because then you truly have the same uh, belief in something, but you're trying to find what that is. Mm-hmm. And it maybe isn't something like, mm, I don't know what it would be. I love basketball. Who does love basketball? What a dumb sport. But in that, I love to exercise. I love to exercise too. Alienated 80% of our audience. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, Or bowling. What is that sport? Can't do it. And if you know me, and I think a lot of listeners will know me, they'll be like, yeah, basketball and bowling, not Philip Super. It's like the kryptonite. But in that, like, I do love to compete. You know, like, so I can get on the same wavelength of that. Dumb analogy, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, I was trying not to be like, politics with it so i I tried all right ryan so thanks for bringing up that story i'm excited to see what god does that does through that and if your friend is listening (laughs) i would love to hear his perspective because he has a voice too and like you said at the beginning there's always two sides of the story Mm -hmm. and to truly understand what's going on i think you need both of them so for sure okay how are we going to land this plane ryan garvey I'm pretty emotionally spent after that. So. Yes, <laughs> I love it. No, I think yeah, and you gotta you gotta be a friend to have a friend. That, that's that old cliche, but there's some truth there. So yeah, don't wait around for people to introduce themselves to you. Or if you right. walk into a room and no one's talking, like find somebody, go strike up a conversation because you have 
great worth to offer them and vice versa. So yeah, take that first step. Yeah. And also too, like this is emotional stuff. Like this is real life and authenticity is often exhausting. Yeah. So it's worth it. It's so worth it. And again, like sometimes it's, it's powerful just to walk into a room and be a light to somebody else by going to talk to somebody. And so if that's your, I guess your motivation, be that motivation for somebody else Mm -hmm. uh, and go talk to them because chances are they're way more, uncomfortable than you are uh, and so be that anyway you've been listening to the uncommon podcast i've been your host philip ramsey with the one and only ryan garvey thanks for being authentic today go and be eradicated <laughs>